Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Faith Life with your host, Tony Stalling, on the Soul of America Radio. The Faith Life is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. And now, here's your host, Tony Stalling, in The Faith Life. Now, on to the, to, the, to the broadcast. 
what I'm do, what I'm dealing with tonight is the topic of the show was peace be still. Listen, if you got any friends or neighbors or anybody that you know that might be going through something, that's what I specialize in. I love giving the word on hopelessness, on the last straw, nothing else left, all out. Because I've been there. That, that's that's my ministry. That's what that's what God has placed me or allowed me to be so many times. A place of hopelessness, a place of no one else, abandonment, uh, where you just don't feel like you have no one else to turn to. You are just totally out of it. You are just panic and fearful of your circumstance or situation. I've been there. I've, I've really been there so many times, and now I see why. And I still go through that sometimes. I I don't like Christians that pretend that they never ha- are fearful. Well, I shouldn't say I don't like. I don't appreciate uh, uh, like, so you know Christians that say, well, you're never supposed to be to fear. You're never supposed to uh, become afraid. And uh, that's not that's not realistic. You are in your flesh. You're human, and you're going to get those things. Tonight, I wanted to discuss, I'm reading out of Mark 4, chapter chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. So get your Bibles, if you're going to follow along, Mark 4, 35 through 41. And while you're getting your Bibles, I want to thank you for tuning in. This will be a show that I will be doing every um, Sunday night, if I can, good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. And my first show pretty much explained me and gave me an introduction of me. So I'm not going to get into me tonight. Uh, tonight is the night that I'm going to be uh, giving you what the Holy Spirit has laid upon me to give you. Um, I started this, I will say this, I started this because I do like to put up encouraging, motivational, and inspirational thoughts on Facebook, which are not really for you, it's for me, because I'm going through something. But God told me a long time ago that whatever he gives me, I'm to share it because somebody else needs it. That's what tonight is about. That's what the Soul of America Radio is about, educating and so forth. And by the way, get our new app. Go to your smartphone, BlackBerry, Android, or iPhone. Go to your store where you get your apps. Type in the word Soul of America Radio. You'll be able to get the app, and you can listen to every show right there on your smartphone. Uh, It'll give you the latest happenings. I'm still updating it, so work with me. That Soul of America Radio in your store on your phone, so that way you can take me with you everywhere you go. Now, now that you got your Bible, I am going to first read. Uh, excuse me, I don't have a staff tonight because it's just me. I am going to read out of Mark four, and I'm going to read verse thirty-five through forty-one. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Okay, on the same day when evening had come. He said to them, Jesus speaking, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat, and he was, as he was. And other little boats were also with them. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. And he was in the stern, asleep on the pillar, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, Do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. 
And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? That's Mark. First of all, that's the New King James Version, Mark 4. And I read verses 35 through 41. Interesting. Um, I love it when Jesus gives an analogy based on the storm because that's what it's like. And I know some of you don't have that problem, maybe. Some of you don't have storms, and and that's good. You don't have problems, and that's good, and God bless you. Um, I'm speaking to the ones that that actually go through things, that actually have things to happen where uh, something comes up. And I wanted to start from the top, and I'm going to work my way down. Um, I didn't get a chance to prepare this as much as I like, but hopefully and prayerfully you'll be blessed with it, okay? And let me, if you know somebody, um, or if you are, if you would like to uh, to share this broadcast with somebody, text them before I get started. Tell them to call in at 323-784-784. Nine six three eight. That's 323-784-9638. And listen. And toward the end of the broadcast, if i got time, press 1 and I'll even talk to you. And uh, we'll go from there. But this is a show where I'm going to give you some word. I'm going to give you something that um, that God gave me a long time ago. And uh, I want you to... Um, Take it in. I want you to. Uh, I want you to uh, to be blessed. Okay. So, with that being said, um, let's go ahead and dive into this thing. Let me uh, let me do one or two things. I'm trying to let everybody know on Facebook that I'm broadcasting, as well as my other modes that I I use to market the show to let people know that I'm live. That this is. Um, uh, going on now because I, I want people to get this. And before I get into this, I'm going to make sure that everybody sees the show. So Mark 11, Mark 4, um, very interesting text, and I love that. I'm going to get right into it. I'm waiting on one or two things to load, but it doesn't look like they're going to load. So... Um, let me start. Now, Jesus had just had a long day of preaching. I mean, he had been, he, he was he was tired, the disciples were tired, and um, he had, had a long day. And um, what he did was he, um, he gave his disciples um, a promise, basically. You could look at it as a promise because it was a promise. He said, let us go to the other side. Simple. Um, he was closing his day out. Um, he had gone through several parables um, in his teaching. I think he went through the sower, uh, the candle on the bushel, the coming harvest, the mustard seed. He and his disciples had a long day. And it was the closing of a day, and just like any other day, and he says the promise, let us pass over to the other side, according to the 
King James Version. Now, now follow me with this. Isn't that a great promise? Isn't that? Because what he's saying is, is that he's going with you. Why go to the other side? When you go to the other side of your life or your situation um, on a promise from Jesus, there are several things that you know from Jump Street. You know that you're going to make it through. If he says, gives you a promise, and you're listening what your spiritual is, and you hear this promise, and um, you know that you're going to make it through whatever you're going through, right? You know that Jesus being with you, um, there's no way uh, on your journey that he's going to be with you. Uh, you know that he's going to be with you. Uh, if he says, let's go to the other side, let's. And you know that no power on this earth could stop you, right? It was a promise, right? And the Christian life, walking in the Christian life, is about like what I just said. It's like this journey that he just said, okay? We may be weary when he says he wants us to go somewhere or do something or when a situation comes up. Just like his disciples were. They were tired, man. They had been with Jesus all day. But they did decide to travel with him. They could have said, you know, he said, let us go to the other side. He could have said, man, look, Jesus, man, I've been hanging with you all day, bro, and I'm tired. <laughs> I got to go, you know, I got to go get on Facebook. I got to go text my brother. I got to go have a cookout. I, you know, I got to go to work. Mm-mm. They decided to hang with him. They decided to travel with him. And also, as as a Christian, we are guaranteed that if he that, that he's going to go with us the entire journey, if he says he is, and we're guaranteed safe passage to heaven if we're with him and he's with us. But you got to be sure you're traveling with him, first of all, before the storm arrives. Now, let's talk about this storm. It's interesting. It said in verse 37, there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves started coming into the ship. Okay? Let me tell you, wind itself did not threaten them. It was the wind pushing on the waves that caused the waves to get into the boat that made them think they were going to tip over or drown. So today in your life, and, and somebody's listening to me. I know it is because God doesn't have me give things that he doesn't already know somebody needs. There's somebody listening to me that something has happened, some kind of wind has blown in your life, and it's, and it's causing something else in your life to spill over into your life, and you're thinking that you're drowning in it. You're thinking that you're not going to get out. You're thinking that it's hopeless, just like they did. I know it's there. I know you're there. Now, the lesson that you're learning out of this storm, as the disciples did, and I'm going to kind of parallel this with the disciples and Jesus to our lives today, because that's what we need. We need to know how to live our life today, how to how to relate our life to the biblical terms. What would Jesus do, basically? The lessons that we can learn 
or that the disciples learned in this storm and we learn, first of all, they were obeying Jesus. He said, let's go to the other side. And they said, yeah. Yet the storm still came regardless. It still came. And even though you're doing a good job now, even though you're going to church and doing what you're supposed to do, when you follow Jesus, the storms can still come. Even if you're obeying him. They were traveling with Jesus, yet the storm came. Jesus was in the boat, and the storm came. He was in the boat. He was physically with them. Yet the storm came. The disciples were actually in the center of his will. Yet the storm came. You could be in the center of God's will tonight. And a storm will come in your life. Storms will come upon all of us. Regardless, you see, Jesus knew that the storm was coming. It wasn't a surprise to him. Don't you know that when he said, let's go to the other side, he knew full well that there was a storm coming? Did you not know? Did you not know that he is all knowing that he knows everything before it happens? He knew. He knew there was a storm coming. Yet, he sent them straight into it. You're saying, well, why would he do that? I'm going to get to that in just a moment. So, let's go back to our example. Now, Jesus was he was ready to send the storm away. He could have just fought the storm away. He could have spoke to the storm and told it not to come. He could have prayed to the Father. He was equipped to send the storm away. Do not get me wrong on this person. Whoever you are listening, don't get me wrong. Jesus can stop your storm. Whenever he wants to. But you know what he did? For this case, he chose to go through the storm with his disciples. And sometimes, my friend, he will choose to go through your storm with you instead of preventing that storm. And you may be scared to death tonight. You may not have any other place to turn to, or you may feel like you don't. You may have tuned in to this show because of the title, and you need peace. Something's going on in your life. You're out there. I know you are. See, the storm allowed them to measure their faith. And that's what this storm that you're going through allows you to do, to measure your faith. See, Jesus 
it's I think I've heard I think um, I don't know who made the quote, but it says that there sometimes God will and this is not a storm, but it says sometimes God will go through the storm with you. Or he'll make you fire proof proof and send you through. So he could have avoided this but he chose not to. Isn't that something? So the disciples learned that Christ, well, we, we learned rather, that Christ is with us in our storms, even though we don't physically see him. He's there. And we may be thinking he's not. We may be thinking he's asleep. An our storm, right? Sometimes we think that he's not there or he's asleep because we don't have him right away. Look at this a little, look at this a little different. Storms don't worry Jesus. The thing that you're going through now, whether it be legal, whether it be a medical condition, financial condition, a wayward relative, a son, a daughter, a sick person need healing, doctor's words, what a doctor has told you, a lawyer has told you, he's right there with us during that moment. But he's perfectly calm about it. Jesus isn't terrified. He is not impatient when he when he hears those. He isn't worried. In fact, he's so calm, it's almost as if he's asleep, isn't it? You ever had something that happened in your life that came suddenly and it kind of crossed your mind about praying, but somewhere in the back of your mind you think God is kind of (laughs) busy, that he's not able to get to your call right now. You know, and that he may be asleep to your situation. We wonder why he won't get up and do something. Sometimes some things happen so ferocious. You know, this windstorm came up suddenly. That's how it is in our lives. You could be going about your daily life and something happens. The phone rings and you get some bad news on the other side. A knock at the door. A text message. A friend. Somebody says something. Something happens. It comes suddenly. And we fear you know, there's going to be some Christians that say, I don't fear. I don't ever worry about nothing because I got Jesus. I don't believe that. Not for one minute. I got Jesus, too. Sometimes I get scared, man. Sometimes I fear. Take it and run with it if you want to, but I'm just being honest. Sometimes I get into that. The disciples walked around with Jesus, and they were still in fear. You know, 
start to wonder in the middle of our things that we're going through, this circumstance or situation, we start to wonder whether he knows the trouble we're in. Am, am, am I right? Whether or not he cares. I've had, I've had good friends of mine on Facebook that were good Christians that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ to email me or text me or whatever and say, Tony, where is God? Does he care about me? Is he really all that he's cracked up to be? But just like the disciples, we believe he's there. We just think he's quiet. We think he's asleep. So what do we do? We get on our knees and we go just like the disciples. Don't you care that I'm perishing? Don't you care that I'm dying? Don't you care that I'm going to jail? Don't you care that my son is wayward? Don't you care that my mother is sick? Don't you care? And it seems like he's lying there on this turn, asleep. We're fighting this circumstance just like the disciples were fighting this water. They tried everything. They were exhausted. Suddenly they thought, Jesus is here. Just like we believe, we know he's there. Now theirs was physical. But most of the time it seems just like he's asleep. Just like that day during that storm on the Sea of Galilee. The psalmist had the same lament in Psalms 44, 23 through 24. He said, Awake, Lord, why do you sleep? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our misery and oppression? Isn't that the way you feel sometimes? Come on, be honest with me. Come on, there's no other church members around. It's just my voice and you. I know I do. I feel like I, I feel like God. I, I, I feel so distant from Him. Maybe that's why Mark included this story in his book. The not so obvious lesson that Jesus is just as much in control as the disciples were, just as safe in his hands. That's why he was sleeping away. Let me explain it this way. Had he stayed asleep, they was just as safe because he was there. And yet, most of the time, life seems like a relentless, Voyage from one storm to the next. Well, at least it does for me. And we just think he's asleep. Jesus, on the other hand, when he arose, he gave us an example of what to do when these storms come. He gives an example of what he wants Christians to do when these storms come. When we get back from the quick break, I'm going to go into that.
I want you to call anybody that's, that's, that you feel may need to listen to this message and tell them Tony Stallings is hosting the Faith Life tonight. I'm not Joel Osteen or your pastor or anybody, but I'm just giving you some. It, 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 this show may be for one person. I don't know. But I'm going to do it. And after this quick commercial break, um, I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you some more insight before we wrap it up. Okay? Uh, this is Tony Stallings. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, The Faith Life, right here on SOAR. You're listening to Tony Stallings on the Soul of America Radio. probably see a series of advertisements. Please click on those as they support us. Thank you for listening to the Soul of America Radio. This is the one and only Soar. If you want to speak to the host, Please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. Worldwide Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. the storm. What did he do different from the disciples 
is what we need to know when we're in our storms. Whatever this is you're going through now, and I've been there, uh, when the doctors were telling me that my mother wouldn't live, that was a storm for me. Now, I knew Jesus was there. I knew that, um, oh, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I am so sorry. Stop the show. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers that are listening. Um, It is Mother's Day as I'm broadcasting. You may be listening to it after Mother's Day because I'm going to replay it. If you are, ignore it. But if you're listening right now live, happy Mother's Day. But um, sorry about that. (laughs) I lost my train of thought. Um. but when the doctors told me that about my mother, I I was in a storm. I I had a I knew that Jesus had answered prayers. I knew that He was with me, but I panicked and I didn't know what to do. Prayer seems like at that moment, um, you know, it's like I like to pray, but I'm I'm too busy worrying right now. I got to think of something to do. I know none of you have that happen. Uh, that was just me. I know none of you good, fine, upstanding Christians ever do that, but I did. And um, that's how he works on those storms. Even if Jesus didn't wake up in that scripture, I'm safe with him in this real life. And if he does wake up and quiet the storm. He's probably going to ask me why I'm so afraid. What did he do? He got up. He prayed. No, he didn't pray. He didn't pray. Oh, I know what he did. He got up and burned incense. No. No, that's not what the scripture says. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. He got up and and did some kind of ceremony, right? No. No. Well, it says in Mark uh, 4, 39, here's what he did. He rebuked the wind and said to the sea. So he spoke, he rebuked the wind. And when he said, peace be still, he was talking to the sea. The thing, the immediate danger See, the wind was a byproduct. The wind caused the sea to splash into the boat. So he rebuked that process. So even though he rebuked the wind, he had to speak to the sea. That's what we have to do. We have to rebuke those things in our lives and speak to it. That's crazy, Tony. I know. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? But that's how it works for Jesus. That's how it works for us. He said to the wind, Peace, be still. Then he looked at his disciples and said, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Does it sometimes seem to you that God is ignoring you when you need him most? Just just be realistic with yourself. Do a self-inventory. You don't have to answer out loud if you're around other people. But does it seem that he's ignoring you when you need him the most? A lot of times 
when you get that bad news, that phone call, that job problem, the financial problem, when when the power company cuts you off, even though you prayed, when the repo man takes your car, even though you prayed, has a trial or situation or circumstances you've gone through made you stronger spiritually? And it's interesting when I ask people this question. Should Jesus keep you from going through storms? And there's some people who are going to say, of course. <laughs> but where's your faith tonight? What are you believing in? Are you believing in the words of the enemy? Are you believing in the words of Jesus when he says, let us go to the other side? He says that to us every day. Let us go to the other side, which is heaven. Let us go. We are on this journey in life. He's with us. Sometimes these storms arise. And Jesus may be asleep in the flesh to us. You know, he never sleeps, but in the flesh, in our flesh, he's asleep because we don't hear him. We don't see him. We can't taste him, feel him, touch him. He's asleep. He's asleep. To our problems and our situations. And right now, tonight, there's somebody, you're going through something, and you feel like he's asleep on the stern. He's telling you, he's asking you tonight, why are you so afraid? My friend, whether you wake, whether you beat Jesus across the head to get him unasleep, or you pray, or what, guess what? He's still in that situation with you. It's not a fairy tale. This is not a storybook thing. This is the truth. This is what life really is. Jesus is with you in the storm. Whether you beat him to, beat him to wake him up or whether he doesn't wake up, he is in that storm with you. Even though you can't see him, he's there. Do you remember the time in your life when your faith was most tested? You remember that? He was there. He never walked away from you. He never has left you and he never will. He won't. Never. He says, peace, be still. Who is Jesus? What, what manner of man is this, as the disciple says? Well, he's the one who invites us to travel with him. Come to me as you are, he says. Who is he? Jesus is the one that goes through our storms with us. He's in the storm with you. Listen to me. This is not just a... I don't want you to listen to me like I'm on a radio show. Listen to me. Listen. He's in the storm with you. You're going to have to have faith that he's there.
he's in it. Some of you have had some horrific things to happen to you, and you don't see him. Trust me, he's there. Don't let your circumstance and situations continue to lie to you, because that's what they're doing. Your circumstances and situations are lying to you. God has a promise in his word for you. And just like you you may be just like me. I didn't didn't really know the one to God when this happened, even though I, I have been a, a practicing Christian. There's something called that I, I have entitled the immediate danger. The immediate danger, you'll be hearing that from me a lot in these broadcasts. The immediate danger is what snatches your faith and replaces that with fear, doubt, uncertainty. The immediate danger is the place where you need to decide to turn the knob and go forward with the mindset of Christ. It's the only way you're going to do it. When I was a police officer with the city of Birmingham um, in law enforcement, when a situation got critical, I had to decide that I can run to the danger and not from the danger because naturally you want to run from the danger. But when you are a police officer, a sworn police officer, while people are running from the danger, you have to run to the danger. I have to decide to do that. But as a practicing Christian, you have to make a decision to trust him even though everything inside of you might be feeling different. I'm not going to lie. When I was a police officer, I ran up on scenes that I felt uneasy about. But I just kept moving forward. That's what you have to do. He would never let you down. There's always been a storm in my life. Just because I'm on the radio talking to you now doesn't mean I haven't recently been through a storm. Don't mean I'm not going to go through one. We in we have this concept of of uh, that Christians have arrived, and you know we all fear. We have the capability of fear. Jesus does not want you to be afraid. Okay. Listen to me. Realize that he's in this situation with you. Realize that he invited you on this journey of life to get to the other side, which is heaven. He invited you. Realize that if he's going to go through the journey with you, there's not a force, no kind of harm can come to you. It's impossible for you to fail. The enemy's job is to take the winds of life and blow them hard enough to where the water, which is your immediate danger, your immediate circumstance, crosses into your life and causes fear. Jesus rebukes the winds of your life. He speaks 
to the seas of your life that are raging. How do I know, Tony? I don't see him. How do I know he's really there? My friend, by faith. That's the only way you're going to know he's there. By faith. Listen, in wrapping this message up, I want to say something to you. He com- Jesus contrasted fear with faith. He said, why are you so fearful? In the New King James Version, how is it that you have no faith? Implying that if they had faith, they would have ridden that storm out without waking them up. Think about it. Can you go through your storm? without feeling that Jesus is asleep? Can you go through the storm knowing he's there and be just as comforting in it? Even when the fear comes, can you still move forward on the word that he's there? I'm going to say a quick prayer. I want you to bow your head with me. I'm going to come into agreement with you for your circumstance and your situation. I want you to bow your head. I want to pray with you. If you are going through something, stop what you're doing and listen to my words. I'm going to pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against these satanic elements that's attacking us. We come against the, we rebuke the winds that are blowing against our lives, and we speak to those deadly waves that are spilling over into our hearts and minds, causing fear. And we're commanding you to be still, to bring peace. Father, we know that Jesus is with us during our storms, during our trials, our situations, our circumstances. We know he's there. We know that you're there. We know, Father, without a doubt, that you're there. And we know that throughout this journey of life, as we're going to the other side, there are going to be some winds that are going to blow. Some of those winds are going to cause the elements of our lives to spill over. But you're with us, Father. And I thank you for that. I pray for everyone that's listening under the sound of my voice. I pray against the satanic element that's coming against you right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. The next, this thing you're going through right now, Jesus knows it's happening. God is very aware of it. He's not asleep. You think he's sleep because you're in the flesh. Six hours they cried for him in the other parable, I mean in the other story where he um, walked to them on the sea. This one here, they fought the waves vehemently as much as they could before they woke Jesus. 
through his sleep. He's such at peace during your storms. Latch on to that peace. Get a part of it, okay? Don't let it go. I'm going to take one more quick break. We're going to come back and wrap it up and um, complete the show. I really appreciate those of you that listen. Tell your friends and neighbors about this show. I'm going to try to build up this audience. You're listening to Tony Starling's The Faith Life on the Soul of America Radio. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. right here on the Soul of America Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. Sleep, 
For thou, Lord, only maketh me dwell in safety. That's all you need, baby. That's all you need. And often the trials of this life, you know, we're prone to imitate the faithless disciples, and we're prone to cry out, Lord, don't you care? Of course he cares. But he did not stop the coming of the elements, for the greatest danger, honestly, was not the wind or the waves. The greatest danger was the unbelief in the hearts of his disciples. And our greatest problems are within us, not around us. This is would explain why Jesus gently rebuked them and called them men of little faith. You know, they had heard him teach the word and even seen him perform miracles. And you've heard the word preached, and you've had miracles in your life, yet we can still have no faith. Let me just be honest. We must be aware of an evil heart of unbelief. We don't want that, Hebrews 3.12. He has authority over the wind and the sea, the circumstances and situations in your life, my friend. Thank you for joining me tonight for this message. I truly hope in my heart of hearts that this message blessed someone. I know it did because God does not lie to me and doesn't lie to you. Somebody needed this message. I know I did. I'm going to be doing these shows every week. Like I said, I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm not trying to be your pastor. I just want to motivate you and encourage you through the Word of God. Okay, I want to I want to help you to guide, to guide you through a place to the Holy Spirit, to God, to Jesus, to His Word. Help you through that. Remember, it doesn't matter what anyone says. If the scoreboard of life says that you've lost, and the stadium that you're in also is empty. And the parking lot, the lights in the parking lot are out. And if the parking lot outside is empty, guess what? If God told you that you won, guess what? You won. And I want you to keep soaring. Good night, my friends. Be blessed you know in the is. Lord. I love you. Join me next Sunday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Join J6 tomorrow at 9. Your boy's been a Christian quite a few years. Victory in faith, but I failed in my fears. I heard a lot of words that have tickled many ears. That's why I praised God for the word that we get here. The word became flesh, lived for 30 years. God is 33, but after days reappeared. Jesus Christ anointed one ascended in the ear. Or you could say the air where the Father made him heir. Of all things, a throne, no one's more than a chair. But after all redemption, yes, he did. Take a chair, greater than the angel.
angels named superior to theirs. This is Hebrews, Hebrews chapter one, Mr. K. I'm leaning to the right. The light is where I'm running. I thought I wanted life, truck, sexed out and blunted. But all I really wanted was the one who really wanted. Fought death, beat it, gave his life to the public. I love it. Joy, man. Just a big celebration, man. 